So it's the camping episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast talking to Chris Van Pelt, who recently gave a presentation at San Diego Ruby Brigade about his camping app that he had written. Hello. Hello. So tell us a little bit about your app, The Cropper. Indeed. Um, well, it was actually, it was born out of a need uh, of a friend um, and a co-worker, Tom, Tom Werner, um, who created Gravatar. Um, Very popular. Yeah, he's, uh, he's making Gravatar version 2.0, which should be released coming, uh, coming up here very soon which is pretty exciting but uh within that he had a need to you know crop the avatars um and basically looking at the javascript cropping solutions that were out there at the time nothing really uh, stood out as being cool uh to the next level i guess so i uh, really wanted to try and do something different so cropper was born um basically as a, as a javascript app and then i needed that skeleton um to be able to test uh, the cropping abilities of the of the JavaScript cropper and um, enter camping basically. So now I'm looking at your little avatar right here in Skype, and uh, you've your face looms large within it. Did you use the cropper for that? Uh, actually, that's a that's a very good question. I think that was used um, in uh, in iChat, which the cropper was actually inspired by the the cropping tool that's in iChat. Ah, um, yes. Okay. I used that cropping tool to actually crop my my large face. Yeah. And you're now you did a screencast of sorts, or they recorded your presentation in San Diego, and you showed a little demo of that. Correct. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, that's up at uh, podcast.sdruby.com, um, and it's actually. Uh, it's gone through another iteration. Um, it's been uh, improved um, for the upcoming release of, of Gravatar now. So I'll, I'll be blogging about that soon on my blog, which is vandev.com. Now, you did two things that are maybe a little unique. One, you did some image manipulation from camping, and then second, you just did custom JavaScript. So for the images, what other libraries did you use to do that? Um, for the images, I used R Magic, uh, so I went through the the fun um, experience of installing Image Magic on on my on my Mac and then getting R Magic to go. Uh, I think I'm gonna shortly here get Image Science to work with it, kind of in the whole vein of of keeping things light. Yeah, um, Ryan Davis here from Seattle worked on that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a really cool library. So Tom's using it for uh, Gravatar. No way. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing, custom JavaScript, you used the little Scriptaculous slider and maybe even did a little Ajax call. None of that's built into camping. Did you have to write that all yourself or made a few little helper methods? How did you do that? Uh, actually, to stay um, you know, philosophically true to the spirit of camping, um, I decided to to go against the grain and not use Scriptaculous. So I went with another lightweight uh, framework, uh, MooTools, actually, um, to do all the JavaScript stuff. And uh, there's some pretty heavy JavaScript, JavaScript stuff going on. So I kept most of the heavy lifting out, out of the actual camping application and put them in um, separate files. 
uh, and then using the magic that is the xsend file header, was able to just have camping uh, route any requests to those files directly to the file itself. So it's pretty slick. Nice. So if you if somebody wanted to do the Ajax from within a camping app, do you think that would be the way to go? Use another lightweight library like MuFX. Um, you know, it, it's like I said. I think philosophically, you you maybe should. You know, otherwise you feel guilty for using such a <laughs> a, a heavy uh, a heavy framework like Scriptaculous, which is a fantastic framework, but it's just really heavy, which doesn't go with the vein of camping. So, uh, but you know, you could easily use Prototype or Scriptaculous, um, uh, and then just uh, include that through like the XSend file uh, using the XSend file header. And, um, you know, manually make those calls. You're not going to get the, the RJS goodness, uh, but that's okay. You can, you can learn how to tap into prototype goodness or mood tools goodness uh, through JavaScript. It's good for you. Now, a couple of years ago, I wrote just a very, very simple little Ajax library that I used with Perl, and I'm pretty sure that was under 4K, so maybe I should try to... There you go. Dust that there off. You go. Come up with a keep all your libraries under 4K. Yeah, absolutely. Well, finally, in your screencast and maybe elsewhere, you used a special Quicksilver presentation thing that you had uh, camping on the back end. How did that work? Well, it was born out of. Um uh, I knew I was giving a, a presentation at uh, the San Diego Ruby Users Group, so um, I wanted to, again, do something different. Um, and thought uh, the big text feature of, of Quicksilver was pretty cool, so um, was trying to figure out a way to basically programmatically make the big text in Quicksilver come up and really rack in my brain and trying to learn Apple's script in a way that I could get it done and then it occurred to me well I could just make a, another camping app that did it um, which was actually really um, easy to do uh, it basically uses uh, you can download a plugin for Quicksilver uh, which is the QS command line tool which allows you to pipe uh, any output into Quicksilver so just piped uh, data actually from a, a text file basically an outline into Quicksilver and um Made a, a little web interface through the through the browser where you can hit next or previous and kind of see the upcoming uh, slides or, or bits of information that you're about to use. It sounds pretty sick because you can put uh, links to web pages or uh, actual files on the on the system and it'll it'll open those up uh, as well. That's interesting because it seems like usually people think of a web server operating between two different machines, and yet with camping. It's just in one file. It's so easy. A lot of people are using it for just simple little apps that they just use on their own desktop. Yeah, uh, it's very cool. And when you get uh, you know a web application to interact directly with your de- desktop outside of uh, the browser, kind of uh, challenges the the normal ways we think about web applications. So very fun stuff indeed. Well, thanks for the chat. Is any of this available? open source for people to look at yeah um actually it's it's proprietary i'm looking to make a lot of money off (laughs) millions Uh, (laughs) 4k dollars yes yes it's on uh it's in my subversion repository um 
It's svn.vandev.com slash cropper. And cropper is actually C-R-O-P-P-R. Okay. Flicker. Very clever. Uh, and presenter is also in there. It's just uh, svn.vandev.com slash presenter, and that's spelled normally. So, And I'll, I'll put it up in the blog as well. So, Well, thanks for chatting. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks. So the Ruby on Rails camping podcast special episode talking with Manfred Steenstra, who wrote a authorization plugin for camping. Good morning. Good morning. So tell Actually, us a little it's, bit about it's almost your... evening for me. Oh, you're right. You're uh, <laughs> you're in Europe, uh, the Netherlands, right? Yeah, in Amsterdam. All right. Well, how about what uh, does your plugin do? Um, it's well, basically, it's it's a very simple implementation of the HTTP basic authentication protocol, and um, it just gets the credentials from from the browser. Um, uh, does a callback on a few uh, methods to make sure that it actually has to authorize, and then it um, it checks if the credentials are um, are correct. And if they are correct, it uh, continues parsing the re uh, request, and otherwise it sends a, a 401 to tell the browser that it needs to ask the user for credentials. So it's actually very, very simple. <laughs> and camping doesn't really have any kind of a official plugin system, but you know, it's just straight up Ruby. Basically, you just do a include and then uh, mix in with your module. That's how it works, right? Right. And does it work with uh, web services and that kind of thing too? Could you do XML authent uh, basic authentication with a XML type content? Um, yes. Well, you basically you can do do anything. Um, uh, why start? I think the the reason why I started camping was um, was that he wanted uh, a very very uh, a very basic uh, wrapper around. Uh, HTTP requests, and he didn't want to use the CGI library because he thought it wasn't good enough. Um, so, so it's 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 actually it's very thin, and the 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 core code is only 4K. Uh, so uh, basically, it, it it just invites you to extend anything that's not in the framework. Uh, so uh, uh, you're you're so close to the HTTP protocol that it's really easy to do just about anything. You just need to uh, program it yourself. That's great because I was looking at the code of your mix in there, and uh, I think there are more lines of comments than there are lines of code. It's pretty yeah, that's right. <laughs> pretty brief. Well, what app did you write it for? Were you using that, needing to use that in another camping app, or was this just an academic experience? Um, no, it, it was actually. Uh, um, uh, an actual requirement for a, a very small project I was uh, I was working on. Um, uh, at at my work uh, at Fingertips, we um, we basically do Rails. Um, uh, we, we build Rails applications, and we needed some sort of way to monitor these applications. 
and uh, we couldn't do it on uh, on our obviously we couldn't monitor our uh, server from the servers itself so we wanted a very um, a very small application to be able to monitor uh, all the applications and uh, uh, one of the other uh, features would be that it could accept uh, posts with error messages and store those in a database and create an RSS feed and stuff like that. Uh, but because um, it sends uh, some yeah, sensitive information about the uh, applications across HTTP, uh, we needed some way to, uh, to do that safely, which is obviously SSL. But we also needed uh, a way to do uh, authentication. And... Um, well, basic authentication is 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 just about the 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 most simple way you can implement authentication, and because it's on HTTP uh, level on the the level of the HTTP protocol, it's also very easy to implement a client for it. So the the first application I I wrote with the with the authentication module is uh, is called Forest Watcher, and it watches our uh, our other applications. Yeah. So uh, and after that, I I also used it in uh, in some other uh, projects. Uh, the main one being Cushing, with, which is a a very simple and light blogging tool. That's interesting. So your basically this little camping app runs on each of your Rails servers, and then it reports back to a central server over HTTPS, and then using this authentication. Is that how it works? Um, yeah, uh, well, actually, the, 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 the reporting application just run, runs on one server, and we have uh, a very tiny uh, Rails plugin that, uh, that enables us to send, um, uh, send, error, uh, send tracebacks um, anytime an exception is thrown in, uh, in, in a Rails application. Ah, oh, okay, that makes sense. Nice. Yeah. So... Why, it may seem obvious, it seems like a perfect application of camping, but why did you choose to do camping and uh, not a Rails, full Rails app, not a just simple socket app? Why why camping? Um, well, uh, <laughs> uh, the first reason was just that it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anything uh, why creates is, is worth looking at, and uh, I just needed an excuse to uh, to use it. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, it it would have been really easy to just build a, a, a just a, a small socket application or a, an application uh, on top of CGI.rb or something. But um, well, camping gives you just just enough tools to make to to make a, a small application without um, without you having to program too much, and it's not too large to. Uh, to get in your way, so it's it's actually the uh, well. I, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a very good tool to use in in these circumstances. Now, briefly, you have a great blog at Fingertips. Uh, you and your colleagues contribute to that. It has some great articles, and one of the things that you screencasted about and then uh, contributed is a patch that's in the new Rails one point two is better UTF-8 support and being able to call cares on a string and, and work with that a little bit more sensibly. is Tell us a little bit about that. How, how did you start that project? 
Um, it started out as a uh, as a Rails plugin, uh, which was called. Uh, I'm not really sure what the name was again, but it uh, it started out as a as a plugin to to uh, fix anything that was wrong with encoding in uh, in Rails at the moment. And um, obviously, this was was a. Well, well, it turned out to be a, a fairly large project because um, because you need to make sure that the entire pipeline from browser to database is UTF-8 aware if you don't want any encoding uh, to break. Uh, Julian Tarkanov started that project, and uh, after some time, he, uh, he 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 found out that it was just too much work for him alone to finish, and he also needed. Um, he also wanted to market it to to the Rails core uh, because it would be great if it got included into uh, standard Rails. Um, so what we did was we stripped uh, anything that uh, we stripped anything uh, but the pure multibyte support, and we put that in, uh, in what is now called active support multibyte. Um, and all the uh, the other stuff like database encoding and uh, uh, re-encoding uh, of of, of uh, parameters and stuff like that. That's all uh, uh, done either in uh, um, in in the in database adapters or in uh, in very tiny plugins right now. Um, and basically, what Active Support Multibyte allows you to do, like you said, was call uh, uh, the the cars proxy on any string and do multibyte safe uh, string operations. And uh, once we got that working, uh, we could very easily um, uh, patch all the helpers and and uh, places where uh, string slicing was done uh, with uh, our multibyte safe operation. So basically, from Rails 1.1 to 1.2, it got almost entirely uh, multibyte safe. There are uh, uh, we did a few code audits, and I think there's only one helper left. We discovered it today. That's not multibyte safe, but for the rest, it's all multibyte safe now. Well, that's awesome because that was a big need that a lot of people had with Rails. Now, practically, active support is pretty well abstracted from the rest of Rails. Would it be possible to use that within camping if somebody wanted to write a multibyte safe camping app, or is it more complicated than that? Uh, no, it's actually very simple because um, uh, active support is already uh, included with camping or it's required by camping because uh, camping uses uh, hash within different access. Um, so the only thing, well, it's it's already there. <laughs> um, okay, of so course, if you update your gems, then you can use that within camping too. Yeah. Well, you're st you still have to make sure that... Uh, the rest of the stuff is is, is multibyte safe, but um, camping makes it really easy because um, Markerby already sends um, sends uh, the character set in the header. So uh, all Markerby is by default UTF-8, uh, right. which is the template language of, of camping. By default, camping uses SQLite, which uses uh, a UTF-8 tables. So that's also uh, taken care of. So the only thing you really need to do is make sure that you don't break strings yourself in your application. And that's as long as you don't do any upcasing, downcasing, and slicing, you're, you're pretty much uh, good. And if you do want to do any of these things, it's really easy to just use the, the, the car's uh, accessor on strings. Oh, fascinating. 
Well, one final question. After doing all this, getting into the guts of camping a little bit to put that all together, did that give you any more insight into who Why Lucky Stiff is? <laughs> um, well, I, I'm not sure if, if, his, if his personality is reflected in, uh, in camping. He's still a mystery. Uh, yeah, I guess some of his, his preferences are uh, uh, are expressed in camping. He likes uh, he likes playing with Ruby, uh, like many of us do, and he likes um, uh, he likes he likes the, the doing stuff just for fun, like uh, deciding that his uh, that his that his framework only uh, uh, couldn't exceed the four K uh, uh, barrier and stuff like that, and. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it doesn't point to who he actually is, just his preferences, I think. So you didn't... I tried to contact him for this podcast, but didn't he must... His PR department must have filtered my queries to him, so you didn't see any secret <laughs> messages in the code about, you know, how to contact him or anything. Um, no, but I think uh, he... Um, he. I think he's, he's like... He's, he's a little bit shy, so... Um. Uh, well, about a few. I think uh, about a week ago or something, uh, a Wikipedia page popped up with his name in it, and uh, the first uh, thing he did was uh, was to write a Grease Monkey script to uh, to delete the the links <laughs> to his name, and um, I, I he's really in it for the fun and not for the uh, for the glory and the fame and. Uh, I think he doesn't really like to be in the public eye too much, so the, I guess that's why he he, he can be uh, difficult to uh, uh, to find at times. But uh, uh, if if you really if you really have like something uh, if you have a patch for camping or uh, if you really need to know something, uh, uh, most of the times it's very easy to get to him. Actually, uh, he usually responds in one of, uh, within a few days. So. Uh, I think it has something to do with him being a little bit shy. <laughs> well, thanks for talking. <laughs> oh, no problem. This has been the Ruby on Rails podcast. Music by Wild Lucky Stiff. Equipment by Samson Audio. Other expenses paid for by Peep Code Screencasts. Chunky Bacon. Chunky Bacon. Chunky Bacon.